Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. We'll have part two of our conversation with Tarn and Zach Adams in a moment. And after that, we're going to have you sit in on a few excerpts from a meeting we had last week to get together and say hi after the break and to make some plans for the upcoming episodes of the podcast. You should also be aware that we recorded the session with the Adams Brothers in mid-December before the extensive dev notes that came out on New Year's Day that publicly confirmed that they plan to post the Villains release this month. So keep in mind that we know more now from the dev notes than we knew when the session was recorded. All right, enjoy the rest of the interview, and we'll be back for a short chat afterward. I have kind of more of an engine kind of question. It seems like a lot of the stuff your guys are doing with the procedural stuff, it's it's almost feeling very machine learning. Is that is that an angle that you guys think you might ever take it as some of these machine learning tools start becoming more accessible? Yeah, they have to be like like all the machine learning stuff we've seen recently. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys played AI Dungeon 2 when it came out. Um, all the GPT-2 stuff, all that kind of thing. Uh, it's all still way too resource intensive to even consider doing. And I mean, especially with the game the way it is already, right? I mean, it, and I don't know. And also, I know nothing about it. Um, but but like, like you've seen like um, this is not machine learning precisely, but it feels more like machine learning than some of the other procedural generation when people are doing like waveform collapse. And uh, Caves of Cud, um, in particular, has a bunch of like waveform collapse generators and stuff, um, and I'm sure other 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 things do uh, by now. Um, and uh, you can definitely get different looks uh, from that. And I like the, um, I mean, I like the fact that you can get different different looks from things. So uh, as we continue on, especially when we're like considering doing like the magic release and having like different planes of existence and other weird places where we're gonna want to have different looks, then I think there'll be more tools on the table. I'm just not sure what the. I think it'd be great if you guys were the first non-graphical game to require a gpu yeah i know we need we need more experts on the team to do any of this yeah we have to find some way of making a gpu do something that had nothing yeah people do that yeah. exactly that. yeah i just i'm not i don't do it <laughs> i don't know how to do it I think the list of the fastest supercomputers came out recently, and the number one computer, I think it's I think it's owned by Google. They don't have a, any kind of graphics display or any kind of video display, but the it is all on GPUs. Yeah, I mean, the Bitcoin works the same way, right? The big Bitcoin miners are all just strapping graphic cards together or something. As an aside, I read a... Um a review of the i9-9900 CPU, and one of the benchmarks used was DF World Gen, which I thought was pretty great. I was like, well, that's really relevant for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like, I mean, I guess it's a benchmark if you pick a seed and a version, or, and it doesn't have a generation bug. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Hopefully the worlds all still generate the same way. Those are the worst bugs. It's like the, the absolute worst bug fix is the one where it's like it's year 250 of the world and it's slightly different than the same seed that you generated you know, half an hour ago and why <laughs> it take three or four days just to go backwards through the world gen and figure out where it initially diverged 
And it's always from an uninitialized variable. Pesky semi-cross. Yes, trouble. Trouble everywhere. But, um, yeah, no, they seem fine now. I've had a few in this release, because there was so much world-gen stuff this release. This release has been nasty with um, that kind of bug. Seems fine for now. How do you guys test your releases before you before you release them or do you just kind of release it and then see what people say and then issue point releases or we hit all the main features to make sure they aren't broken and then yeah we release (laughs) yeah (laughs) awesome it's like i I, yeah we play i I mean i play through every line of code i write i try to you know it's responsible to run them but that does not capture a lot of the interplay that you get these you know with the game now Everything's just too linked together and weird things happen. And we usually, you know, I hand it off to Zach, especially as soon as we get a version that's up and running, which of course doesn't happen until near the end of the release. And, you know, he'll play play games for a couple weeks or whatever, find a lot of stuff and then fix what we can there. But still. Yeah, it's not, still, like what we're doing now, like running this 30 year Ford, we don't run 30 year Fords. Um, it's just not practical. It's not practical, do, especially yeah, with all the f- new features coming out and having to get it out. Like like with this villain release, it's been way too long. We don't want to just test and test with that. I mean, especially because you know you can play earlier versions of the the you know. So it's like a a test for a beta version, basically. In other words, alpha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think some of the bugs are hilarious on their own i know there was that one about the cats and the alcohol and the taverns and stuff like that i mean that's like just the stuff of legends yeah hopefully we'll get some real doozies in this uh in this next in this next version there's a lot of new moving parts and like now we have all the failed experiment maggot creatures and stuff and that that's yeah wasn't there there was a there's a bug with a a uh giant monster composed of Human bodies that like got yeah. a job as a farmer in yeah. the village. Or <laughs> yeah, the first, the first giant amalgamated undead zombie that we had just quit the necromancer immediately, moved to a town, and became a farmer, like a very large farmer. But I mean, I guess that's good, right? You'd have lots of farmhands, and they don't need to eat either. So, you, so even though they're so big, they don't need to eat. And yeah, I guess farmhands like technically like two hundred little dangling hands. But although to, to be clear, that's not how the amalgamated zombies work. Uh, we haven't solved the centaur problem uh, of being able to glue things together yet. That's that's kind of a magically sort of question of of rewriting and and figuring out how to rewrite the bodies to do gluing. So they are they are really at the tissue level, smashed together and just kind of a giant meat blob. <laughs> but it's funny too because it still has the name of the. The person that I guess is like forming the brain, it got scrunched, scrunched into form the brain because it's based on a historical figure that gets an additional hundred people smashed into it. That's all the name. It's kind of a, yeah, it's a sort of a Tetsuo type thing. All right, I'm going to shift gears a little bit into a little bit of meta subject. Me and Roland got together over Reddit. And I'd listened to Dwarf Fortress talk probably five or six times through, and I was couldn't believe that there wasn't someone else who had a Dwarf Fortress podcast out there. And, and I think that Roland was kind of the same way. So Roland and I started Roland. this thing. But uh, so how did, how did Dwarf Fortress talk get started? 
So it was it was actually uh, another. Uh, it was Rain Seeker actually had radio experience, and I think he offered uh, to set it up for us. And we don't really have time to do it ourselves. So with other, it was it was other people came together to do it, kind of like you guys are doing. So uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like like the original the original emails uh, that were sent about this thing. Like when was the first episode released? Um, as rain seeker. Yeah. Rain seeker kind of, uh, was the ball that got that rolling. Um, and he may have actually been the one I'm finding these emails right now where it's like, they're from like 2009 where rain seeker sent us, um, sent his emails about like, Hey, what do you guys think about the podcast idea and stuff or whatever? So I think, I think, uh, like many things, we were not the prime mover on this. Like, like the same thing with like Patreon and stuff. Right. I mean, people were bugging us for quite a long time. <laughs> like, Hey, you guys should get into this. This seems like a really nice fit. <laughs> and, um, and we, we didn't because <laughs> we're stupid. Uh, and slow and not early adopters at all. Um, yeah, here's a thing. Oh, I found, I found one. Yeah. Rain seeker. Would you be interested in doing a short weekly or bi-monthly podcast with me about dwarf fortress? And, uh, and then we're like, ah, you know, we feel too busy or whatever. And so, uh, he came back a few times and actually, uh, got that ball rolling. Yeah. So that was like 10 years ago. Yeah, that looks like August fifth, two thousand nine, was the first release date. Yeah, that's that squares with these email dates. So yeah, you can thank Rainseeker for getting that started. Thank you, Rainseeker. Uh, uh, are uh, don't hear much out of them anymore. Of course, I don't spend enough time on the Bay Twelve Games forums. I, uh, I actually don't spend enough time playing Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> You'd think that I would play more considering that we have this podcast. Yeah, no, we have we have periodic contact with Captain Tastic and we talk about occasionally getting the gang back together and then the email communications fall apart because we are are way too busy to edit and stuff. Yeah, We've, I mean it's been ten years since it started, so uh, people have lived. Yeah, it's 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 been hard to get it back together. We have failed thus far, and most of that's on us. Well, actually, we need to have we need to get a Rainseeker on here then, and and have him as a guest to talk with him about the Dwarf Fortress Talk podcast. That'd be fun. Yeah, and Captain Tastic is reachable. I know he's on Twitter and uh, is a human being, findable. I will ping those two, and if they happen to be hearing this, ping us. So yeah. Is there anything that you folks would like to put out that we didn't cover in our questions to you? Wishlist us on Steam. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that happened on day one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the wishlists always help. Uh, you know, if you're interested in the graphical version, of course, the, the classic version is still going to be there. Yeah. Congratulations to the generous. Need, uh... We still need support up until the Steam release, and we got to pay the rent. So yeah, yeah, no, and people have been great. So I have not really uh, figured out the best way to ask you guys uh, to tell you guys that I want a crayon picture. I'm a I'm a five a monther on Patreon. And- oh, did you did you check the uh, the reward 
box saying you wanted a reward or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's a very, it's, I mean, there's there's some imprecisions in the system, but I go through the list of the people that do that on their initial pledge. But Patreon doesn't tell you if people have, like, changed the boxes and stuff. It's impossible to find. Yeah, so as far as, I mean, just shoot us an email as far as the grant. Yeah, and that goes to anybody who's... Yeah, anybody who's not sent us, I mean, our, you can contact us by email if you haven't received. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not trying to to stiff anybody on those things. So just contact us. Cool, cool. I'm going to bring up something completely unrelated now. First, I want to say that I think that it's been long enough that the interdict on mentioning Krug Smash on the podcast should be over with now. I think that we should be able to talk about him and say his name as much as we want. Oh, I already I screwed that up already. Wait, 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 not supposed to say anything. That's uh, all good. Well, no. The, see, the first few episodes of this, it was every third word out of our mouth was about something that Krug Smash had done because I was a, such a, and still am such a huge Krug Smash fanboy. I don't know if you guys have noted what he's doing right now, and and I think it was today anyway. I watched it today. He released the first fight in his uh, in his tournament. <laughs> no, we have we are not we are not day to day up to date. Uh, we watched a bunch so, of videos, but not day to day. So if you, if you check out YouTube and uh, and Krug Smash's last two uh, two videos, uh, the first one is like twenty minutes, and the last one's just like five minutes long. <laughs> it is it, he's he's basically got a, a tournament set up. There was a tournament that ran last summer that we actually talked about a little bit on the podcast, but we never followed up with. Do you remember that, guys? That was the Reddit one, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw a bunch yeah. of fan art from the Reddit tournament. Yeah, we need to we need to follow up on that and see how that went. But uh, but yeah, I, I encourage everyone to check out uh Krug Smash's tournament on on YouTube. This episode. So whenever I was in college, me and some buddies of mine thought we'd on a lark, uh, just you know, get drink some beers, have some fun, and watch Faces of Death. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the the party went really dark really quick, and that's kind of what the the first episode of the tournament kind of felt like. <laughs> so yeah, well, people are killing each other inside some kind of arena or something. I mean, that's not pleasant. Yeah, I mean, our our, our inspiration was like the Iliad. <laughs> I think what blew me away in those in in like some of the tournament stuff, and actually in adventure mode one time, as I played the black. Black Widow or Brown Recluse Man. And all of a sudden I realized I had multiple arms and I was just like, oh my God, they've really done this. Those <laughs> crazy, crazy people. Yeah, although for people inspired by the Iliad, we added tendons surprisingly late. <laughs> okay, um, well, see, actually I haven't looked at the dev notes since we last had our last uh, meeting, so... Sounds like we're getting close to a release. So we did note that uh, that you used the word release in the dev notes for the first time in uh, early November. Um, the word release, that's what we were looking for. And we actually have a pool as to when the actual release date is going to be. I think that um, well, any of us have. Well, we can't take the release pool, you know. If you guys have money on stuff, we're not going to like. Who are those guys? The FCC? Who's in charge? Yeah, yeah. There's probably some kind of gambling rule about this. I'm sure all those rules have been lifted by now. Oh, that's right. (laughs) We're in no rules land now. Yes. This is a different era for sure. That's true. (laughs) 
uh, if you need play testers for the new release. We've done that. We did that once. It might have been the World Activation release or the one before that. I don't recall. We had a little. We had a little beta thing with a with a private wiki and stuff. And um, the problem with that was it kind of people started yelling at those testers when the release had bugs. But the release had bugs because we released it and knew those bugs were there. They had found them, but we still had to put a thing up. And then we, you know, some of those bugs we got to and so forth. But um, so, yeah, we're currently in the not not using tester phase to ev- avoid other people being harassed or whatever. And I'm not sure what the future is going to hold, especially as the Steam release comes. We may revise our policy there because it's going to be a big deal to not <laughs> screw that up. Um, Although I'm a big fan of not messing with what works. So <laughs> I mean, clearly whatever you guys are doing is working well. So I'm like... Don't spoil the magic. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of an unavoidable change is coming, so we'll have to think about our whole system. Uh, so, yeah, who knows? And have you been having good experiences and stuff working with the Kit Fox people? Is oh yeah, pretty smoothly. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we've, yeah. we've known Tanya for years, and now we know the rest of the crew. Yeah, no, they're great. We we love all the Kit Fox people. Yeah, the other pack again. I'm doing a GDC talk with Victoria in Francisco in March. Uh, oh, cool. is their oh, cool. communications director and uh, we're going to talk about the dwarf fortress community for the last 16 years of community management that's and hopefully that talk will be public i've done a couple gdc talks now and they've all been free it's one of those things where they kind of decide somehow to put some for free and some hide in the vault but hopefully you guys will do that yeah uh, it's yeah. free i'm there and there's no there's no restrictions um as far as i know about just posting slides and stuff anyway so, because um, we're going to, yeah, it's going to just should be interesting, especially for people who weren't on the forum in 2001 or whatever, because <laughs> we're going to bring, we're going to go all the way back, talk about, you know, how, how, how this happened and how, how, uh, what we've learned about internet communities and managing. So. Yeah. That workshop stuff's going to get interesting. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, uh, Mef is, is still on board. Um, for, for helping us with that stuff. Uh, he has a lot of experience doing masterwork, like managing large numbers of mods. <laughs> yeah, he was on, and he was basically saying that the way he plays the game now is he mods. He, he, that's his jam. <laughs> yeah, that's no, cool. It cool is cool. Yeah. I guess we will uh, we'll wrap up the episode then. Thanks so much to Zagatarn Adams for joining us here on Dwarf Fortress Roundtable. Yeah, thanks so much for taking your time today, guys. I really appreciate it. you got a lot going on and holidays and stuff. It's fantastic. Also, let me just thank you so much for making this game in the first place because, uh, you know, it's it's like turned into y'all's life's work and, and it is so neat to be able to share in someone's you know, they've turned their life into an art piece. That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, we wouldn't be anywhere without you guys, without the fans. It would not be happening. So, no, cool. We're all in it together, and hopefully, uh, it will continue to be super fun. Um, yeah, uh, like Big Heart, thank you for making the game and uh, stay true to it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. We're gonna, we're just gonna keep on going, on going forever and ever, (laughs) forever and ever. That's the spirit.
Yeah. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you put in 17, you can, you can at least say that you're good for 17 more. Yeah, just tell that jury duty stuff that you've got work to do. Well, you have to go in in person to tell him that. That's the problem. Yeah, so, you still, still, no matter what, the week is the week gets all broken up. But I think you could get yourself out of jury duty just explaining what you do. <laughs> so here's the deal: um, we put <laughs> yeah arm hair. We model arm hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, is this is this case about arm hair? I just can't. Remember. Is it reanimated arm hair or regular arm hair? <laughs> it's like let me tell you about justice you take a hammer and you hit something <laughs> yeah. anybody you want people get a little upset but it's no big deal if you pick the wrong. I, I write a video game you see we do justice a certain way <laughs> okay Great. Great. so for uh for dwarf fortress round table uh we are signing off for this time oh, we'll see uh, everybody next time hey thanks again everybody thanks thank you So, wow, we had a lot of response after Tarn and Zach uh, told everyone that we have our podcast. Who knew they'd be so popular? I know, right? <laughs> but we had a... Well, let me just say that the stats show that now episode 20, the most recently released episode, is the most downloaded episode of Dwarf Fortress Roundtable. <laughs> All right. Man. So are you guys going to um, kick off any any, you know, last remaining forts before the new before the january 31st update arrives well yes that's what um that fortress that i was streaming yeah that is actually a fort that i spun up last night after the one that i spun up yesterday morning it went to hell real quick because uh, uh because of reasons but um literally so yeah, or a, you punctured a vault no no it was figuratively okay was figuratively. <laughs> now what happened was I had a bunch of migrants come in, but they came in from the other side of the river and I didn't realize that they couldn't get across the river. So they ended up oh. having like, like seven people kind of starved and became really, really grumpy. When I finally realized what was going on, I put a bridge over the river and they came into the fortress, but nobody was happy and everything started spiraling downhill. So before the year was up, everything was just, oh, it, it happens. Yeah, so I quickly retired that fortress and started the one that I did last night. But yeah, the reason I'm doing this is so that I can get some chops up with Vanilla Dwarf Fortress before the new one comes out. Yeah, I I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to play a vanilla because I've played it a couple times, but I you know I just went all in on tile sets and love them. I think they're awesome. But um, but yeah, so I tried it on the Mac. Um, and the Mac version of Dwarf Fortress is is a rough road, um, the vanilla version. So I had all kinds of problems. Maybe if somebody's listening and they have suggestions on how to get it working well, that'd be awesome. Love to hear it. But yeah, it's like it, you know, on the Mac screen, it's high DPI. So you know, the window pops up and it's teeny tiny. You need a magnifying glass to look at it. And if you re if you resize it, the game will resize the fonts and stuff. But then it introduces like two to 300 milliseconds of latency when you touch the keys. Oh, wow. um, so it is a wildly unpleasant experience as we're on windows. It, it's, you know, it's pretty solid, you know, pretty, pretty reasonable. I just need to be able to disable aquifers cause I'm too much of a noob to deal with those. 
the Linux version's pretty good. The only thing that I've run into is I can't get the zoom in and zoom out, the left square brace, right square brace, which is supposed to zoom in and out. I've not been able to get those to work, and I've not messed with the key bindings, so that might help. But that's the only thing that I've really run into that didn't seem to be working as advertised on the uh, on the Linux version. Yeah, that, that's that's cool. So, what do you guys think of the of the of the notes that that we got? I know that when we were talking to the to the guys, that sounded like some of the things that they wanted to add might not be in the game. But I. You know, and then I was looking through the notes and reading the Reddit thread, and it looked like people were like, "Oh, this didn't make it, and this didn't make it." But I couldn't really get a good sense of what will or won't be in it. It looked looked like it was kind of what I would have hoped was going to be in it. I haven't read the notes as deeply because that was quite a post that he made. Yeah, um, it was. Would you just quit reading when it mentioned the podcast? You're like, I'm up, up, there we go. Not exactly. It sounds like that perhaps some things got left unfinished that they had planned on wrapping up, and it may create some interesting um, interesting issues. Our, our company does not like us to use the word bug, so <laughs> use the word issues as a euphemism it's for bug. Undocumented feature. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the mayhem that may come about. Yeah, so I I joined right around the time of the 40, not this current one, but I think maybe one release before. Um, and when I first started playing, there was there were releases, and I was like, oh, that's cool. The game gets updated all the time. That's neat. But there haven't you know been too many updates since then. So I'm not really sure how it's. I, I'm not really sure how it goes when you have a big or what I think will be a big feature update i mean i don't i i'm assuming it's going to be more than 45 or 46 I, i'm guessing 50 something what do you guys think like what version number, number? do you think we're going to get yeah hell he, the way he was talking it may change the numbering scheme this time oh yeah go to i was wondering yeah. if it was going to go to like the firefox thing where it's like version 71 version 72 i don't know he said that uh, yeah i asked i asked that question in our interview and he said that uh that yeah, he's still got the list. Yeah, they're still using that right now, but they may change, yeah. especially given that that Steam is going to want actual version numbers. So yeah, that, and that's cool. We you know, and I, I really think it would be such a pain in the ass for them if they had to to have one versioning system for Steam and one versioning system for Classic. Yeah, it is. It was pretty exciting hearing the talk about you know what was going to get put into Steam and. Just hearing the kind of discussion of, well, we're getting closer to Steam so that, you know, some of these things will be able to, you know, get us closer to that release. I was just like, gosh, that doesn't seem suddenly quite as long as I thought it might be. Like the Steam release could be as like summertime, maybe. Who knows? Well, what it sounds like now from this is that I'm going to be able to cobble together enough stuff to have the intro to the to the part two of the interview just from us talking. But I mostly wanted to for for the intro and for this session if we were going to use it for for uh for actual airing i just wanted to say hi to you guys and say hey uh how's your new year been it's been a while and uh how about them adams brothers <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah um i i ended up getting influenza so that that's not great even though i had the stupid shot i still got it um i don't recommend it just as a 
as an ailment, you know, if you're, if you're looking for some sort of a seasonal ailment, I would, you know, just keep looking. Don't, don't settle on influenza. It sucks. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, didn't really do much. Good times. Yeah. Um, me neither. I also got sick. My, my nose is completely clogged. That's why I sound like this. Um, beside that, I'm fine. I can't do my homework because my program keeps crashing. And um, I found out that Dwarf Fortress hates my new drawing tablet. So whenever it is plugged in, the game crashes. It is plugged out. The game works completely fine. But I can't play adventure modus when it's plugged in. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, over the break, have been, um, wow, I, I feel like that I've not done anything, and I have been healthy, happily. Yeah, I've been working and uh, basically editing the the Adams podcast, and I think that's uh, that'll do it for now. I will. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and I uh, think the release, I'm, I'm almost sure, will be on Friday the 31st, because... Why else would you say January if you didn't mean Friday the 31st? Right. So, and I'm going to uh, probably until that release comes as, as quick as I can get them episodes edited, I will probably get them out so that we can maybe get that, that one that we record next week, make sure that it gets out before the, uh, the actual release happens. And after the release comes out, then we'll get back to our regular two weeks, two week schedule. But given the, the enthusiasm that's, that's surrounding our podcast right now, and the fact that we got a, a big release coming up, I think it would be nice to have a little extra content out this month if we can make it. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. No. No. All right. Well, I will see you guys next Wednesday. All right. Take it easy. Yes. Have a good one. Have a good week. You guys, both yeah. of you get to feeling better. And don't yeah. give it to me. <laughs> right on. All right. See you. Later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Please stop by and leave a comment or suggestion in the comments section of this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. Music is Sky Q. Ellen, composed by Kevin McLeod. You can find Kevin McLeod's music at incompetech.com. You can find a link in the show notes. This is a Almond Wood podcast. All Crafts Dwarfship is of the highest quality. It is encircled with bands of pecan wood. This podcast menaces with spikes of almond wood. On the podcast is an image of a four-pointed star in almond wood.